been a while it's been uh three weeks or so it's been a long time man feels like a long time yeah you know well there's not not a whole lot happening with the in the nfl right now no i think that um everyone us included thought it was going to be um a better uh, a better free agency and i guess it was i mean players went places i think all the big players went went to teams and whatnot but i think the big the big signings are going to come after the draft you know like the jay cutlers will sign with someone once another once a team that decides what they want to do, um, yeah, I can see Jay Cutler going to the Niners. Wouldn't that be funny? Because the Niners have two of the three Chicago Bears quarterbacks last year, and if Jay Cutler went there, then they'd have all three Chicago Bears quarterbacks. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be stupid, but it would be awesome. <laughs> it would be. It would be in- insane. But yeah, I think that after the draft, you're, or even during the draft, you're going to hear about and see a lot of players that are still in the market kind of being signed or you know and, and i think teams rightfully so should wait till after the draft because then you can get these guys cheaper absolutely um i think for quite a few players that are still out there like rashad jennings and a um, couple of uh the kansas tackles chiefs. kansas city chiefs just released one of their defensive linemen oh right yeah i can't remember his name i can't either but um he's he was a pretty good player but they it was a cap casualty kind of yeah. like when the raiders released uh uh, Dan Williams. Ah, right on. Um, he was a big player for us. I mean, he kind of declined over the last few years, but cap casualty. Right? I think the Raiders saved four point five million in cap space this year by doing this. Wow. Marshawn Lynch money is what that is. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Speaking of Marshawn Lynch, what's the latest with that? Uh, well, my sources, which is um, all of the websites on the internet, <laughs> I, I don't have sources. Um, <laughs> But my sources have told me, or I've read, that it's, it's it comes down to money. Marshawn Lynch, okay, so Marshawn Lynch is owed $9 million if he comes out of retirement and goes to Seattle. Now, if he was to just flat out come out and say, I want to unretire, I want to play with you guys, he would put Seattle in a major bind because, one, he doesn't have to renegotiate his contract. So $9 million would be huge. And let's say Seattle said, well, we're not going to pay you $9 million. We're just going to cut you. It would still be a cap hit for them, even if they cut him. They would have to eat some of that contract. Right. So he was smart in delaying his his, – or I don't even know if he actually came out and said he was coming out of retirement. I think other people did for him. But he was smart in waiting for the Seahawks to sign Eddie Lacy. Lacy. Because by them signing him, they hitched their wagon to that guy, literally. Right. And said – you're a running back. So now they can't take Marshawn Lynch on financially or uh, position wise. They can't have, you know, four running backs. Right. So, and Eddie Lacy's not coming there to play second fiddle to anyone. doesn't matter if it's Marshall Lynch or whatever. No, not for the money they're paying them either. And the Raiders are the best destination for him because we have two young running backs that are going into their second year. So I guess from what I've read, it's come down to the money. He wants like four and a half to five million a year. The Raiders want to give him three million a year. Now, I think we talked about it in the last podcast, Marshawn Lynch is one of the few players that 
chooses to not spend his NFL salary. Right. He banks it all, and then he kind of survives off of... He has his own clothing line. I think it does very well, Beast Mode. Yeah, um, and then just his other endorsements. And then Skittles and whatever. He does, like... I think he's got a couple video game commercials for EA Sports. and Cool, So, yeah. I mean, he's making a couple million a year just doing that. Right. So, he doesn't need... Smart. So, for the fact that he's going to come out of retirement... After being out a year, and then the last year he did play, he I think he ran for under he ran for under five hundred yards. He didn't he didn't have a really decent year. That right, year. it wasn't even decent. It was just like eh. Right. Um. For so for him to come, let's say two years after that, to now go to the Raiders and be like, I want five six million dollars a year. I mean, come on, dude, you're Marshawn Lynch, but you're human and you can't beat the clock. You're still aging and you still showed that your wheels are a little bit rusty. So totally. I think he personally, I think the Raiders with Reggie McKenzie kind of running the show, they're smart and they're not going to budge because there's a lot of running backs in this draft. Um, we've got two good young running backs. Um, there's still running backs in free agency that the Raiders can go after and get. And there's still going to be players that are going to be cut as cap casualties. So the Raiders are very smart. And I, uh, Reggie McKenzie learned a lot by his time in Green Bay. You just kind of hang back and see who's out there for you because you don't need to like you don't need to be the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Giants did last year when they signed all those defensive players and spent all this money even though it worked out for the Giants defensively you don't need to just jump the gun and just start signing everyone who's available right yeah um especially the Jaguars this year it was like wow they grabbed every big defensive free agent name on the market but uh you're right I think the more seasoned um GMs in the league no, just to wait, and it's smart to get your key holes filled before the draft if you need, and um, and then after the draft, fill whatever you didn't fulfill with the draft, you know? Yeah, I mean, if, if there's a playmaker out there, defense, offense, lineman, whatever position, and it's like a can't-miss player, like when we got Osemele last year from Baltimore, that yeah. offensive lineman, the Raiders already built, were building a decent offensive line, and by getting him, it solidified what we were doing up front. And it made us, I mean, they, everyone said that the Dallas Cowboys had the best O-line, but the Raiders O-line actually had better stats last year. They gave up less sacks, they gave up less touches, uh, but I think everyone, you know, the, the, the media just loves to, when the Dallas Cowboys are doing good, they love to, to, to ride that coattail and be like, oh, the Dallas Cowboys are great. So, but with Marshawn Lynch to kind of circle back around that, I think he's going to sign. I think he's going to take, I think he's going to get, he's going to, they're going to give him 3.5 million because uh, Adrian Peterson just signed 3.5 million with the Saints. Right. And I think that that's kind of like the benchmark. It's kind of like, look, we're not going to pay you more than what Adrian Peterson is getting paid and you've been out for a year. Yeah. I think that's um, smart. Uh, Again, on now, I guess on Reggie McKenzie's part is waiting until Adrian Peterson got signed too, because that's really going to be the comparison. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the Raiders and what they did last year, uh, Latavius Murray had under a thousand yards rushing last year. Uh, we had two rookie running backs that came in, kind of like a running back by committee, and the Raiders still were in a good position to go deep into the playoffs if Derek Carr didn't get injured. And I don't want to yeah. be that guy and be like, oh, we would have won the Super Bowl if he didn't get injured. I don't think the Raiders would have even gone to the Super Bowl. But we would have beaten the Texans. And we oh, would've. for and sure. 
we would have moved on to play the Patriots. Yeah. So I think that the run, running back position isn't the position that's like if if we don't if we if we fill this position with a stud, we're gonna win it all. That doesn't guarantee that that's not the position that we're really hurting at. No. We're hurting at linebacker and uh and um secondary. Ah, uh, yeah, totally. So I think Marshawn Lynch will sign. I think a lot of this could be just I wouldn't say posturing by the Raiders, but maybe it's a plan because they don't want to give up the house for him. Because as I mentioned to you the other day, if Marsh, if the Seattle Seahawks trade him to the Raiders, he doesn't have to fill out any paperwork. He's right. automatically reinstated. So the trade for them, it's better if they trade him than let, let him re- do the paperwork. Because if he does the paperwork and then the deal falls through, now they're stuck with him. Yep. So I think he's going to be traded. It's just a matter of like, okay, the guy's put in his paperwork. Now we're not going to trade with you because we drafted a running back. So now he's going to put in the paperwork. Now you're on the hook for $9 million. So I think a trade's going to happen. I think they're going to give up like a seventh-round pick for him. We have two seventh-round picks. Um, probably I think it's like 242 and 244 or something like that. So we'll give them 242 and, you know, whatnot, but. Right on. I mean, I th- I foresee it happening. It's just you know they're gonna have to work out the gritty details and whatnot. And even if he does come back, I think that we'll have to use our two young running backs in Taiwan Jones as well, because you can't just throw Marshawn Lynch out there after being gone for a year. He needs to. He's he's more of a running back that you want to kind of have for the playoffs. You want to. He's right. not. He's probably not gonna have a thousand yards rushing. Well, and I was gonna say if you guys do not for some reason follow through with the Marshawn Lynch trade. You should look at Legarrette Blount. I mean, I know he's getting attention from other teams, but supposedly similar power back. Yeah, supposedly he's he's uh, him and the Giants are really. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I feel like there's a lot of I, I like that kid out of Pittsburgh. Can't think of his name. Um, I feel bad that I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, talking about Le'Veon Bell. No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. no. Say, Actual college college player out of Pittsburgh. Oh, he's the one that came back from cancer. Um, Got uh, it. God, his name's on the tip of my tongue. I feel horrible. Sorry, pal, if you if you ever hear this, that I don't remember you. Um, let me see here. What's the list say? Um, and then, no, I know that this isn't going to be... God, what's... This is going to sound... Okay, I'm going to piss off a lot of people with this. But the way I see it is he's going to be drafted. Is the Raiders could steal Joe Mixon in the fourth round. And the guy, in my opinion, is the best running back in the draft. I think so, maybe by far. Um, but, you know, I think it goes a long way, at least for the PR standpoint, um, that him and that lady that he fucking knocked out had a, had like a, they settled, uh, they had a settlement, and she put a statement out saying that she was, you know, that it's past her and she forgives him, I guess. I think she said she... She forgave him. She was moving on from it. That doesn't mean what he did yeah. wasn't horrendous, but he's going to be drafted. And look at all these people passed on Tyreek Hill last year, and Kansas City Chiefs picked him up, and the guy was a stud. So it's a fine line. Do you want your team to win and have the best players possible, or do you want to say, no, we're not going. We're going to go down the righteous path and not do that stuff, and then always be the Cincinnati Bengals or always be the Cleveland Browns? Right. I, I looked at that video again today, and to me, it's it's pretty damning, man. I mean, there's no, no reason for him to like, and he knocks her out and then her head hits the table. I it's think, just bad. But 
like uh, to that point i mean the, you're talking about teams that invest millions and millions and millions yeah. in their players so if this is a one-time deal and he did get his discipline for it which he did and he's well he kind of did well yeah I he mean, didn't he got get like sus- community he didn't even su- get suspended or arrested yeah, no. i mean i think the people that really should be held accountable other than the fact that he punched a woman is um is oklahoma police department and the and the sooners the college right because yeah. they they swept it like this didn't this happened two years ago right it's not like this happened exactly. six months ago this happened two years yeah, ago. no it's terrible i mean these organizations need to be held responsible but my point with all of that is is that i think with the nfl and these teams they've got a lot of resources at their disposal to help these guys so that's what the they should yeah. take a chance on these guys. Well, you, Why not? You get a guy in the fourth or fifth round, you're paying him. I mean, at the end of the day, hindsight's twenty twenty. You're paying him almost nothing. And their contracts are very, like, they're BS contracts. Right. Like, we can cut you for any reason. Pretty we can much, do this. Yeah. You, we're going to pay you. To pay him $1.8 million, $2 million is nothing for these NFL franchises. True. Um, you know, and this isn't going to be, and this is kind of getting off the beaten path with what we're talking about, but... I think the thing is, is we also have to realize, and this is in no way, I have a daughter and I don't ever want anyone to lay their hands on my daughter. Um, but these kids are human. These guys, these 20 year olds, these 19 year olds are human. And although what he, I would have never done that, but supposedly she, well, she smacked him. It's in the video. And she, and she used a racial slur. I think she used the N word or something. Supposedly. And on the video, you can see he comes in and he starts the whole situation. Like, it started with him and it ended with him. I'm not condoning what he did, so I should probably stop now. I'm just saying he's going to be drafted, and if the Raiders could pick him up in the fifth round, take a chance. Just pick (laughs) him up. You never know. Um, Supposedly, he's really close to Marshawn Lynch, too. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something we were tracking for a while, but it's been weeks and we haven't talked about, but it's old news now. Uh, Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. He got drafted. Yeah, by the by, CBS, uh, <laughs> by the CBS. Uh, I don't know what the CBS. broadcast team. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And Phil Sims got uh, demoted to I don't know what the hell. He's like fucking. He's gonna be on like the, uh, you know, like the halftime show and stuff. I don't know I, if I was Phil Sims, I would just take some time off. Dude, yeah, go away. Look. As a Broncos fan, and I think I speak for all Broncos fans out there, like we're very happy to see Phil Sims go off of broadcast. And I'm very excited to see what Tony Romo can bring because I think he can be like the next John Madden in like analyzing stuff and and uh, knowing what's coming. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a pretty heavy <laughs> comparison there to say. Uh, he's like I've the heard next John that he's Madden. got a really big, good brain, though. That's what I've heard is that Romo has a really good um, depth of football knowledge what i've heard i don't know yeah no i i'm not i think the one that dude needs to shave for first and foremost <laughs> i don't did you see the picture of him with a cbs coat on and he was like um he um he had like his he was pointing to the cbs logo on his chest and he said i, I guess i need to start oh, dressing better or something yes yeah, he I literally looked like he was hung over and he had just woken up like he looked like a creeper in that picture <laughs> And the guy just signs like a big contract with CBS. It's made public, and he goes in and he can't even fucking shave. Like, I mean, I'm a scruffy guy myself, but I'm not working for CBS. Right. If you anyone listening to this, Google that photo right now. Tony Romo <laughs> in the CBS coat, 
and you'll agree with me. The guy, he he literally looked like they grabbed this guy, like on a Sunday from a golf course after him and his buddies had a bachelor party the night before <laughs> in Vegas. That's what he looked like. You're actually right. I mean, wasn't he wearing a cap too? I can't. No, remember. no, he wasn't. Oh, wearing he wasn't wearing. But a his cap, hair right. was disheveled. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. he didn't look like he had just got a job. Yeah, he looked it's... like he looked like he was hungover. Yeah, you should definitely dress like. Or just fucking shave. Ah. Comb your hair, Tony Romo. (laughs) But I think that was the best move for him because I think that he knew. I think that he, okay, I don't know the conversations he was having with these teams. And I'm sure that him and his agent were having serious discussions with the Broncos and the Texans. The the people who really got fucked were the Texans. Even though getting rid of Brock Osweiler, they were able to give him away. The Cleveland Browns (laughs) took on his whole contract. (laughs) And by the way, the Cleveland Browns, supposedly the rumor is, that they're telling teams, if you trade for him, we'll pay $10 million of his $16 million contract for next year. No. Where yeah, did the, you hear that? The Browns are willing to eat $10 million of his contract. Oh, man. So they're willing to pay a team. That's how much That's how much cap space the Browns have. Well, yeah, I knew they had a lot. That and, I mean. The Browns are just a damned organization. <laughs> People are giving them credit right now because they got a lot of draft picks and Oh my God! If they do, if they get this right and they do this, whatever, the Cleveland Browns are always going to be a shit organization. I'm sorry, Cleveland, they just are. And the only way they are ever going to get back to being a decent team is if they blow the whole thing up. They get someone like Bill Polian to come in, somehow convince him, like come in, help us with. Zor- well, they just did that though. They got Hugh Jackson, and then they brought in that um, I can't remember his name, but the guy from Moneyball that did the. The Oakland A's. Oh, he's doing football now. He's doing football now with the Browns as a consultant. I'm just saying, like, I just, by having more draft picks, that doesn't, like, yes, okay, granted, they're going to, first and foremost, the number one pick overall, um, the guy out of Texas, uh, A&M. Miles Garrett. Yeah. The dude's a stud, right? Yep. Okay. He's already come out and said he doesn't want to play for them. He said it kind of backhanded. He said as a joke, he said, um, I don't even know if it was a joke. I'm sure it was serious. He said that he wants to play for the Dallas Cowboys, and he was like, come on, trade up and get me. Like, Oh, right. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. So could, would, would that be crazy if Jerry Jones was like, fuck it. Let me trade my number one pick, uh, my number two pick, and a player of your choice within reason for your number one pick, Cleveland Browns would probably do it. Because other than a quarterback, I don't know if there's anyone that the Cleveland Browns are really sold on. Now, if the Cleveland Browns pick that guy at number one, that makes sense. But in my opinion, why would you want to sign a stud who's in four years, five years, is going to leave you? And you're not going to win a Super Bowl in five years. No. So go out and get somebody who you think will want to be a part. Like, who's that offensive lineman they got who's, like, the highest-paid offensive lineman? Joe Thomas. The guy's been with Cleveland his whole career. Yeah, Broncos have been trying to trade for him for, like, three years. No joke. Yeah, the guy could have left probably a few years ago when he was an unrestricted free agent, and he's he's chosen to stay. I mean, what loyalty? Fuck loyalty, dude. That's a shit organization. Yeah. It's horrible. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I think they're, they're worse than the Chargers organization yeah i mean look if they can pull it off like um jimmy johnson did with the cowboys it might work i mean that's the last time somebody had like this amount of picks to go at to go with i mean i guess you know cincinnati has a lot too and no one's really talking about them but they need 
a lot as well because they let everybody walk this season. So, anyways, Ohio does the where football began doesn't seem to know how to put teams together anymore. Uh, with Tony <laughs> Romo, though, like I was saying, I think he made the smart decision because I think the conversations he was having with teams is they were probably like, "Do you realistically think you'll you'll be able to make it through the season?" Yeah, and. And I think that he probably sat back and reflected with his wife and talked to his agent and said, listen, I don't want to embarrass myself. If it's going to be my last year or two, I don't want to go in there and then get hurt and then ride the bench and then get replaced by some other stud like Dak Prescott. Because no matter how classy he was when he was taking that benching because Dak Prescott came in and did good, no matter how he handled it, he was still fucking pissed in his, in his gut. And every game he was probably hoping that Dak fucking tore his Achilles. <laughs> because an Achilles uh, injury, you can come back from that. He's sitting back there with like a voodoo doll, like doing a little dance before every game. But it didn't yeah. work out, you know? Yeah. So, ah, Tony Romo to the CBS broadcast crew. Good for you. Good Tony for you, Romo. bro. Looking forward to hearing the, the broadcast. Yeah. All right. And now it's that time of the year where, for me, it feels like Christmas again. Good, yeah. It's the NFL draft. Yeah. I, I enjoy the NFL draft, and I actually enjoy s- – seeing where other what other teams do mm-hmm. um like if another team picks up a really like like a stud i'm like oh wow i can't wait to see if that guy pans out and right. ends up being the player um that everyone thinks yes um i'm actually not very excited about the raiders pick at 24 because there's a lot of like they should get linebacker they should get cornerback they should get this um reggie mckenzie the other day said did say that he wouldn't hesitate trading up to pick a player if he thought a player that they really wanted would have beat like you know, trading up from 24 to, say, 17, if he thought a player was going to be there. You know, the Washington Redskins pick at 17. Tennessee yeah. picks at 18. I think, like, there's just generally in the draft, um, the main thing is that I've heard is that it's a deep draft, like, defensively and, and even offensively in some cases, not linemen. Um, but the first round is just interesting because it is. It's like the really talented – players at every position are obviously in the first round. So everyone's kind of jockeying for position because they know that it's a deep draft. So they're not concerned with the other rounds because they know they're going to get somebody good. But this first round is kind of key right now. Yeah. Um, in terms of snatching people up, I think you can see easily 20 of the 32 picks being defensive players. Oh, absolutely. It's a very deep defensive draft. Yes. Um, and, and I think that not just defense, but speedy defensive players, because that's kind of where defense has evolved to, is to speed. Yeah. To, um, and, 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 you know, look at, you got Von Miller playing the edge, even though he's technically a linebacker. Right. Um, you know, you've got Khalil Mack playing edge, even though technically he's an outside linebacker. Um, those guys are fast and they're strong. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see, like, in the first round, the first top 12 picks, I can see... I can honestly see Cleveland, say, trading back to four from number one. Like, let's say, for instance, the Carolina Panthers really want that Miles Garrett kid. And the Carolina Panthers is like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's trade our eighth pick and our second pick and get probably a once-in-a-lifetime defensive end. And Cleveland's like, okay, cool. Well, we weren't really sold on that kid because that kid's really not sold on us. Um, let's trade back to eight, pick up a cornerback, which we need, or a wide receiver, which they fucking need. <laughs> I mean, they just let 
uh, Terrell Pryor go, and he was their best wide receiver last year. Right. And he was a quarterback before that. Yeah. So they clearly need a wide receiver, and there's two or three wide receivers in this draft that are studs. Yeah. So I can see Cleveland or San Francisco trading out of that number one or number two spot back to eight or nine. I don't know. I, I'm hearing out of Cleveland that they're just debating – what to do with that number one pick where half the people in the building, including Hugh Jackson want miles Garrett and the other half want a quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. Everything starts and ends with your quarterback. Like I was reading like a, you know, they do that thing every year, the draft do overs. Right. They were doing the draft do do over for 2014 and Derek Carr was considered should have been the number one pick. Yeah. He should have gone to, but it wasn't because he was the best player on the board, but because quarterbacks have so much value that if you could find a franchise quarterback and build around him, then you'll be fine. Yeah. Can you imagine that would have changed Houston forever? I mean, they don't get JJ Watt, but dude, JJ Watt wasn't in that draft. He wasn't. Are you sure? They picked Jadavion Clowney first. Oh, you're right. My bad. It was Clowney. Uh, J.J. Watt came out of 2000. No, you're right. Sorry, my bad, dude. No, uh, you're right. It was J.J. Watt actually I got him came confused. Out, J.J. Watt actually came out the year that Von Miller was drafted. J.J. Right. Watt, it was J. J. the Watt same. J.J. Watt was yeah. number 11. Yeah. So, um, which... They, they did a redraft of that, and they said that the Broncos should have taken J.J. Watt. Yeah, and the Raiders actually passed on J.J. Watt and picked up um, 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 a cornerback who's now with the Detroit Lions. What the fuck's his name? Uh... Darius was, Slay. No, no, no. no. D, uh, Hayden. Oh, Joe Hayden? No, D... Uh, no, Joe Hayden's a... DJ, wow. G, DJ Hayden. Oh, DJ Hayden. I don't know. I'm a fucking Raider fan. Oh, my God. We're awful, dude. This is why we're an AFC West Central And this podcast. is why we're not, we're not experts. We're not we pros either. Out. Look, we don't have a producer behind us giving us names like everyone else does. Yeah. Like, everyone's got someone in their ear going like, uh... But we, we picked that guy up, um, and he wasn't a bad player for us. He just didn't he didn't pan out to be a top ten pick. I just don't know in a redraft how you say that the Denver should take JJ Watt and over Von Miller, like when Von Miller has won a Super Bowl and JJ Watt's still waiting. Well, I think probably, well, because that redraft didn't necessarily say that they should take him. I think I saw that same redraft. It was saying that Carolina should have taken him. Oh. And then that would have left you guys at number two. Who else would you have picked? J.J. Right. Watt. Yeah. So, but yeah, Derek Carr. So I think the thing is, is like, even though quarterbacks are hard to find, the, the franchise quarterback, you're going to waste your first pick and millions of dollars on a quarterback that's unproven. Like, I, I get it if you have a can't miss Peyton Manning, but then there's always that RG3 or the Ryan Leaf or uh, Tim Couch. Or Crouch, what the fuck his name was. Yeah, I mean, if this guy's not going to be a Peyton Manning, you don't take him at number one. You take Miles Garrett, and look, you hope that Trubisky's there at your 12th pick that you have, and if he isn't, you try to trade up. I don't even think you pick that know. kid. I don't even think you pick him. I mean, that, everyone's so high on him. You know who I would pick, who who the quarterback that I really like, is that quarterback out of uh, Texas Tech. Um, fuck, here we are. We don't know any guys' names. Um, <laughs> Hold on. What's that guy's name? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a lot of people are high on him. The dude has an arm. Great yeah. arm. He big time arm. He's a pretty good sized guy. I think he's six foot three, six foot something. Yeah. Um, you also have that quarterback out of Cal. Um, I, I'm just saying that like 
this quarterback draft, there's not a stand. Like when Blake Bortles was picked number four a few years ago, or three whenever he was picked, that was stupid of the Carolina of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was stupid because the guy wasn't he wasn't like a top tier college quarterback. Yeah, he had some good games. I mean, and obviously either was Derek Carr, but that's why Derek Carr was picked in the second round. You know, you don't know how these guys are going to pan out. These guys are guaranteed $22, $25 million. Yeah. Like, the Jacksonville Jaguars haven't even talked about a contract extension with Blake Bortles or exercised their fifth-year option on the guy at all because they're not going to keep him. They're going to let him hit free agency. And who the fuck's going to sign that guy? If he has another shit year next year or this year, he's done. He's done in the NFL, in my opinion, because it's not like he's in a situation like David Carr where he has a shit offensive line. He's being sacked every three snaps. No, Jacksonville continues to just kind of build around him. Around, I don't know. They, so that's they why fucking players in there. I think at number four, Jacksonville goes with uh, Leonard Fournette. They get that running back. They give him someone to hand the ball off to, someone to kind of give him a little bit of protection. Yeah, um, that'd be big time. And then if they off. get him and he and he still doesn't perform, he's out. I think what Cleveland should do, if I was in the Cleveland front office, even though I've heard that Cincinnati wants a lot for him, I would trade for Cincinnati's backup quarterback, A.J. McCarron. The guy played for Alabama. He won two national championships. He came in for uh, the Red Rocket or the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. They call him the Red Rifle. And he played well, got him, played well enough for them to continue their track to the playoffs, and then he played shitty in the playoffs. But Cleveland should trade for that guy. I was just going to say, that's an interesting prospect. What if Cleveland gives the number one pick to Cincinnati, to Cincinnati for A.J. McCarron? And they take... And something else. I mean, you're not just going to give straight up number one pick Well, you would get your... McCarron. You would get, like... AJ McCarron and your second round pick. Because you're obviously not going to trade on the 12th pick because since he picks at nine, that would be interesting. I could see something like that happening. Like, hey, or, Cincinnati, do you want a big time defensive player? Here you go. Yeah. Or or you get you keep your number one pick. You you give Cincinnati a number two for him. Cincinnati stays at nine, and you still have your 12th pick to pick a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Now you picked a defensive player in two positions. And you've got a quarterback that's going to come in and compete and probably win the starting. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Brock Osweiler. That guy, even though he's rich, bitch, and he doesn't care, he's not going to come in and perform next year, dude. And not because he doesn't have the ability to. He's just not going to perform because he's damaged goods right now. Well, he's damaged goods, and now he's been through system after system after system. I mean, he should have stayed with Denver. That was his calling card. Like, he, he, he knew the system. He knew the coaching. John wanted him. But that's – see, that to me, that's, that's just players having their ego being – thinking they're bigger – I mean, yeah, it, it's Brock's ego in this case. Yeah. But I think it's also a lot to do with his agent. I'm sure. I'm sure the agent was like, bro, strike while the iron's hot. Get all that money and fucking bounce. And now look but where at the end at. of the day, I now think he's he a was a joke. He, he only signed – we talked about this last podcast. His contract with Houston was only like $7 million more. I mean – Listen, if someone's offering you, okay, let's say let's say the Raiders go to Derek Carr and they say, listen, we think you're our franchise quarterback. We think you're in the top 10, uh, but we're not going to pay you 
what Andrew Luck's getting paid because what's what Indianapolis did for and that's why Andrew Luck's getting beat the fuck up every year because they don't have money to pay anybody. So we're not going to pay you Andrew Luck money. We're not going to pay you Aaron Rodgers money. We're not even going to pay you Russell Wilson money because all those guys are either like the best of the best. Andrew Luck is like a prodigal fucking heaven sent quarterback. He's everything you want a quarterback, in my opinion. Not doing much. Well, he's because he's getting beat the fuck up because they can't pay anyone <laughs> to come in and play with him. I get it. Uh, I mean, come on, dude. When you have to fucking go out and get Gore as your running back, I mean, yeah, I think he's, he's dude. He's a Hall of Famer, hands down. Hall of Fame running back. I'm not gonna take anything away from him, but the dude is literally in the last few years of his of his professional career. Oh yeah. When you have to go out and get him on the cheap because you can't get standout offensive linemen or whatever, like, can you imagine if if Cincinnati or not Cincinnati, if the Colts had the money to go out and get Osemele the year that the Raiders got him? Ooh. The Raiders were shit when we got him, so were the Colts. But the Colts couldn't pay him, so he probably didn't even talk to them. My point is, let's say the Raiders went with Derek Carr and said, "Listen, we're gonna give you a ninety million dollar contract for five years," which equals to being just a little bit more than $20 million a year, but we're going to back-end it a little bit, and you're going to start off the first two years making $16 million because we need the money to be able to give Khalil Mack a little bit of check, right. right? Yeah. And let's say Derek Carr said, you know what, dude? Fuck you. I'm worth more than that. I'm going to leave, and another team is going to give me $19 million a year for five years. So you're looking at $15 more million, $3 million a year, $15 million more to, say, go and play for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Like, what... Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference. Now, if the Raiders were coming to him saying, we think you're an $8 million quarterback, and another team's like, no, we think you're $20 million, now you're talking $12 million difference per year. Yeah. That's a lot of cheddar. I mean, bottom line is... So, I Brock Osweiler it, was stupid. It was He was stupid. His agent was, like, obviously, like, dragging him along because he wanted that commission. But also, uh, he... It's just, I lost my words. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of worse things that are happening to people in this world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Brock Osweiler is a multimillionaire. Well, it's his ego. He got yeah. benched before the playoffs. He wanted this to be his Super Bowl run and to kind of shove it in Peyton Manning's face. And then they said, no, dude. It's Peyton Manning's sunset ride. Yeah. And he took it personally. And that's ultimately what led to all of this, I think. And, yeah. You know, good. You know, now you're in Ohio, bro. Yeah. Um, good luck. Yeah, good luck. So, I I don't think he'll be playing for Cleveland next year. No, I dude. don't. I don't know what Cleveland will be doing, but hopefully they'll be smart and take Miles Garrett or some someone big time to uh, to get them going. I mean, look um, at look at the Raiders, dude. Every year the Raiders, and I'm going way back, way back in time. But the Raiders every year, as long as they've been a Raiders fan, they drafted a quarterback, uh, uh, Todd Marinovich. They drafted quarterbacks in the first round. We went on and got you know. Uh, uh, Hostetler from the Giants. Like, the Raiders try to do things to make moves. And then they finally got um, Rich Gannon, and they got someone who had a lot of heart. They got someone who knew the game and could manage the game, not just be a good gunslinger who can come in and manage what's going on. And they started winning. Obviously, that was many years ago, and that's in the past. But I just think that teams like the Niners, I think the Niners are smart. I think the Niners know that next year, uh, what's his name is going to be their quarterback? Uh, the guy from Washington. Oh, uh, Kirk Cousins. He's going to be. He's going. 
Dude, I'm willing. I I'm willing to bet. He's gonna be a 49er next year. the The Washington Redskins aren't gonna pay him 36 million dollars for one year because that's what it's gonna go up to. And he's not gonna sign any contract they give him. He's he's literally on a one year deal right now. Yeah. So wash the only way he would stay in Washington is if they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> if they win the Super Bowl this year, if the Redskins win the Super Bowl, then he would stay because then it's truly his team. But at this point, he's like fingers in the air. He's making millions and millions. Dude, he's probably the richest NFL quarterback in the league right now off of the last two years. I mean, he's he's banked almost $50 million in two years. Yeah. That's fucking stupid, dude. Yeah. And he's a great – He's okay, he's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But – I mean, $50 million? I mean, in two years, he's made what they're, what Derek Carr's going to make in the next four years. And Derek Carr, to me, is a better quarterback than Kirk. Oh, absolutely. So the Niners aren't going to do any big moves with quarterbacks at all because they're just waiting on Kirk Cousins. So I could see the Niners trading out of that pick. I could see the Bears trading out of their pick. Um, the Bears need a whole lot, a whole lot, a whole lot of stuff. So I don't know if there's one player that's going to make a difference. I think the Bears need to stockpile picks. Yeah. They need to, they need to get picks like you stack paper plates, dude. <laughs> they just need to they just need a lot. Jaguars will do something stupid. Probably. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. maybe well, they've not. got they've got no, the right. they've, they've, got... they've got their old coach as like an uh, yeah. like a a pseudo GM Let's slash see. Hopefully they pick someone good, man. Listen, dude, I just know like that... you said a, a big time running back Someone uh, who can come in and carry the load, yeah, help out their quarterback a little bit. Yeah, they've got the to me their defense. Leonard Fournette for sure. To me, their defense is done. Like, stop getting guys for your defense. You've got you got you got your franchise cornerback last year, right? You've got great defense alignment. You got the guy from Denver that went there. Yeah, you figure. Mal- what's his name? Malik uh, Jackson. Malik Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, they just signed uh, Poe. Oh no, Poe went to Atlanta from from uh, Kansas City to Atlanta, like on a one year deal, but. I think Jacksonville, they're good on defense. They need to, and they've got two good wide receivers. They've got who they hope is their franchise quarterback. They need a running back, and I think they're going to take a running back. Yeah, that'd be smart. Don't take Delvin Cook though. <sighs> Delvin Cook, he's got just as much history with problems as any of these guys do, and he played at Florida, um, Florida State. Don't pick him. You don't want to keep. School. He needs to fucking leave. Delvin Cook needs to leave Florida yes. and go somewhere like Arizona. True. Even though Arizona has their running back of the future. They don't need it. Arizona's picking a quarterback, guaranteed. You think so? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they have to. They've got to start. Playing. If they don't pick a quarterback at 13, they're going to pick a quarterback. They're going to trade up to the top of the second round, and they're going to pick someone. If you haven't noticed, we're just kind of going over the early first round of the draft here, and I think we'll, once we do that, we'll kind of skip around to – the AFC West, but uh, speaking of number seven, the Chargers, what do you think they do here? What they shouldn't do? Like, no. I mean, no, they're no, gonna. I mean, they're, what... No, I'm telling you what they're, they're going to do. What they shouldn't do. Um, you know what though? I did think that last year when they picked Joey Bosa at number two or three, was it? Right. I was like, what are you doing? Because they needed an offensive lineman or to to, to protect Philip Rivers. Yeah. Um, and they picked Joey Bosa, and it worked out for him. I mean, the dude's a stud. He 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 came in last year off of hardly any off-season workout stuff. He did all the working workout himself because of the contract BS. Yeah. Um, I just think the Chargers need to stop picking in the top ten because they won't be able to afford to to pay any of these guys. 
Philip Rivers is close to the end of his career, so they're going to loosen up a little bit of money there. That's the problem, and I think the fans don't realize this, and people don't realize this, is top 10 pick is great. First-round pick is great. But now you're talking about having to pay these guys in four to five years. You could do a fifth-year option yeah. on all the first-round picks. Yeah. So then you essentially can hold on a guy for and, and an NFL career. What the lifespan is? What three to four years? Yeah, three to five. So really. like, let's say you pick someone number two and you pay them all this money, and you don't and you choose not to use your fifth year option on them, then you just let them leave. You're yep. like, okay, I'm done with you anyways. I didn't have to give you a second contract. Yeah. I, I I read somewhere that Reggie McKenzie, um, his philosophy based off what we learned in Green Bay is get these guys in their second contracts versus their third contracts or their first contracts, if you can. Second contracts are the one you want to get these guys because by then they've proven themselves. You know what you're getting from these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I've just never been a big fan of the first round. Yeah. Even when the Raiders were picking the top, even when we picked Khalil Mack, I was like, oh my God. The only time I'm really satisfied with this is obviously Von Miller because the guy's a stud and he changed our team and changed the landscape. But other than that, yeah, it's been it's hard. Like with the top, I mean, you've 10 got picks. your fucking Todd McShays and your Mel Kuypers and all these people telling you, oh, yeah. you should pick this guy. This guy's a, a bona fide, you know. Uh, class act and da, da, da. and and if you look back to say 2010 and look at the top 10 p- players picked i guarantee you three or four of them only three or four of them are still playing yeah. on a high level all that shit goes out the window on draft day cuz no one knows what these teams are thinking every team has their own draft board and and different players rated higher than others so we'll you know we'll see what happens i i try not to look at too many mock drafts i kind of look at to see what's going on, but I listen more to the rumors and stuff. You know so. what I would do if I was a GM? I would want to pick guys that are coming out of college that um, are married and have a baby already. Yeah, there like, you go. Honestly, because those guys are playing for more than just their their love of football. They're playing right. for the family that's at home. They're, they're playing for that paycheck so they can support their loved ones. It's true. That's who, I mean, obviously not all these, I mean, I'm sure a lot of these guys have babies, but not all these guys are family guys. So you don't necessarily have to pick a family guy. But I'm just saying, like, I would go out and try to pick a, a Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the pedigree is there. The work ethic is there. Dude, you know? the, I mean, speaking of, I mean, the perfect segue into the AFC West. I mean, the Chargers, will. I'm hearing they're going to take a safety. That seems to be what all the mock drafts they say, need too. They, 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 lost they do need a safety. They lost that guy. Yeah, uh, they, they need a big-time safety. They got their big-time. They got Bosa last year. So, you know, I think that's what they need. Broncos, though. I just hope some way, somehow, we get Christian McCaffrey. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to end up with a tackle. But I really, if it happens, it would be amazing. Where do you you think McCaffrey's going to go? Everybody's saying he's not going to make it past the teens. Some people have him going as high as number eight to Carolina, which uh, I think is too high. I don't think he goes that high. I personally, in my opinion, and I know that I'm not the first one to come up with this comparison, he to me is like a Reggie Bush. Yeah, he's he's not a big guy. Um, I think he's so, a better inside runner than Reggie Bush, though. Yeah, because he can run inside. Yeah, I think he's he he needs to. I mean, I don't want him on this, but he he's to me he's a New England Patriot. Like what what with, with what <laughs> I know well, you said that before. He's like a short what, white dude that's well, fast. Yeah, but what what Bill Belichick does is. He's constantly trying to confuse the other defense, and on defense, he's constantly trying to confuse the offense he's playing. Yeah, but and Christian mean, McCaffrey. That's not even going to happen, though. That's like no, not, not even in the question. No, no. I'm just uh, yeah. I think 
Christian McCaffrey needs to go to whatever team is going to utilize him to his skill set. And looking at this whole draft board and all these teams in here, the team that I think has um, has the coach slash coordinator that would utilize him the best, and I don't think he's going to go that high, is the Niners. Yeah. That coach would use him like fucking crazy. So can you imagine if San Francisco traded out of the number two pick, say, to number 11 to New Orleans and got him number 11? It'd be interesting. I don't, I don't know. think he's going to go to Carolina. I, I think Carolina's going to pick Delvin Cook or Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I think it's going to go – I think he's going to go kind of in the teens. If he possibly is, the Saints, but the Saints just got no. AP and they got Ingram, yeah. so I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think it's going to – Or the, actually the Saints – It's really going to be between the Eagles and the Colts. The Saints, to me, would also be another good team because Drew Brees throws the ball a lot. So to have a running back out of the backfield that you can fool defenses and have him line up behind um, Brees, yeah. let's say two tight ends and you got him behind Brees and they're like, okay, this is a run, and then he slips out of the back and they pass it. I mean, he's he's a weapon for sure. But he needs to be used as a weapon, and he can't be used as an every down back. No. Um, no. That's why Colts. I would love him going to Denver because of the relationship. And um, we already have our our running backs. He would be more of like, you know, the he's, flex player. To me, I, I don't think he's – I don't personally think he's a top 10 pick. I don't think no. he's, I don't think he's a top 20 pick. I think 20 really? Is, yeah. That's, I mean, I think – listen, I think he's oh. an outstanding – I think he's an outstanding player. I'm not gonna say he's not. Well, honestly, that's where people were originally projecting him was in the second round, in the early second yeah. round. And but I now, all that, of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh, he could go number eight. It's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, no, and I think that he's talented enough. But I think a lot of this has to do with like PR and their and their like. Listen, well, they know how to play the game, dude. Well, they got like his dad is Ed yeah. McCaffrey. Well, and like, not just that, but these guys <laughs> are going on consistent job interviews, right? And right. Christian McCaffrey has actually turned down visits because he's telling these teams, like, don't pick me. Like, there, I don't know which teams there are, but there have been teams that have asked him for a visit, and he's turned them down. He's like, no. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I could see Denver trying to make a move up for him, but it, I'm hearing more and more rumors that we're going tackle, like Garrett Bowles specifically. Yeah, I could see, I could see Christian McCaffrey going to the Colts. I could see him going yeah. to, like, the Redskins. Yeah, the, the Colts Colts would be a good spot because you you got you're adding a weapon for luck. Yeah, like and a luck true and weapon. Luck both Stanford boys. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, uh, uh, Jack Del Rio, Black Jack Del Rio's son played high school ball with Christian McCaffrey. Oh no, kidding! So he's actually really close to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that's so. He was funny. talking him up a couple months ago, like how he freaking you know, everybody. Because is I guess like... Christian McCaffrey coming into high school, a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's not going to do good in college because he's too small." Then he went to college and he burned it. Huh. Yeah. Oops. But it's all schemes, dude. It was how it was how Stanford used them. Yeah. You know. Oh, totally. Totally. So. Um. What about the? So I. I mean, what do you think? What What about the Raiders? What are we doing here? What are you guys? I would pull like off this to year? see if the Raiders say traded out of the first round to say the first pick in the second round, like maybe traded with mm. Cleveland. Mm. Like let's say the Raiders sitting there at 24 and Cleveland is now picked uh, Miles Garrett, number one. And it's like, say number 12 uh, Cleveland has picked uh, another defensive player. And now they're like, okay, cool. Let's go get Patrick Mahomes. And the Raiders pick one spot ahead of Houston. 
and now Cleveland jumps in there and picks up Patrick Mahomes or picks up a quarterback that's still sitting there, like whoever that quarterback may be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To me, I'd like to see that because now you've got the Raiders moving back to 33 because that's only what, uh, what are you looking at, like seven spots? Yeah. And you can still get a, a, a splash player. You can you still, get, still get like Gerard Davis almost at that point, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like some people have him lower, then, some people have him higher. And then let's say we get Cleveland gives us their 33 and let's say one of their fourth rounders. Then, then we can just give Seattle whatever pick they want at that point. We're like, okay, cool. You could take our fifth round pick because we just picked up a fourth round, an extra fourth round pick from Cleveland. That's smart. That's smart. And that's the kind of shit that I can see Reggie McKenzie doing, because there isn't. That's kind of what my point was with with, with uh, Marshawn Lynch. Even though he would be a hell of a player for us, he's still a roll of the dice on how healthy he's going to be. So, is there one position that if we got that guy, that he would change how the Ra- the, the Raiders see- and I don't think th- I don't think there's any rookie on the board right now other than Miles Garrett maybe a few of those cats out of are trying to replace now is their towel boy because he's too slow getting on the field or something like, well they have to replace their ball boys because every, well yeah <laughs> they fired the two guys that were deflating the balls for uh, uh tom brady <laughs> so yeah so i can see the raiders trading out I, i'd like to see that trade out of the first round fuck it take yeah. you know ha- go and have lunch on uh thursday don't even worry about the draft <laughs> sleep in you know if you're Reggie McKenzie, sleep in, have a late breakfast, trade out of the first round. You know. Could be, man. That yeah. that could be a smart move. Start I think Kansas City's gonna get a quarterback at twenty seven. That would be smart. If I, one of the top, I actually heard Patrick Mahomes could go to him. I think if Patrick Mahomes is there, he's gonna go to Houston. He's from he played yeah. Texas. That's a good he, point. He would he's he's got uh <clears throat> Two two fast ass wide receivers in in Houston, so he you need someone with a hell of an arm to be able to get that ball out. Yeah, if Patrick Mahomes is there, he's gonna go to Houston, and that's what Houston needs. That team, yeah, like absolutely. you look at that team and you say, what does Houston need? They need a quarterback. Yeah, they've needed a quarterback for years. You know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tom Savage could be the dude. You never know. Look at us with Trevor Simeon. Like, yeah, you know, I always feel bad for those guys, too, when they're already kind of anointed that they're not going to be the guy, that they're not the guy, like, especially when you have the analysts say that shit. Like, oh, yeah, you know, Savage, he's just not their guy. Well, why? Why isn't he their guy? Just because he's now been there four years and he hasn't been their starting right. quarterback, you know? Right. So, yeah, these analysts put so much stock on, like, well, he wasn't a first-round pick. There's not much Well, I mean, he was actually – he was drafted the same year as Derek Carr, and it's like, you know, any of these situations, it's like that kind of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. You know, would Bill Belichick have all these Super Bowls if he didn't have Tom Brady? No. But would Tom Brady have all these Super Bowls if he didn't have Bill Belichick? No. no. If Tom Brady would have went to the Browns, he'd be a fucking shit show. He'd probably be out of the league by now. Yeah. 
Okay, let's be honest. That's just how it works. So let's say Tom Savage went to the Raiders instead of Derek Carr. Could Tom Savage right now be our guy? Possibly. I think it just all comes into where these guys go and the situations are drafted into. Yeah, and, and how well you work with the coaching staff and the playbook, really. And if I was these players, like the kid out of um, Deshaun... Uh, Sean Kaiser? Yeah, no, not Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, oh. Watson, uh, Clemson's quarterback. Oh, right. He said the other day, um, I think he even specifically said, if you pick Trubisky over me, I'm going to make you pay. <laughs> Dude, shut up. It's yeah. just If I was these guys, I would do what Christian McCaffrey's doing. I would only visit like 10 teams that I want to go to that I think realistically would draft me. I wouldn't visit with teams like the Browns or the Chargers or, you know, I would. I just wouldn't do it. I, I probably wouldn't visit the Raiders, even though I'm a Raiders fan, because the Raiders are moving to Vegas in two years. I mean, that, that could be a debacle. It could be a shit show in a couple years. So, you know, I'd probably just be like, yeah, I'll visit, you know, the Jets and the Giants and the, you know, and, and, and this team and that team. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, think, Oakland's definitely in a win-now mode because things could yeah. be weird when it goes to Vegas. When they go to Vegas, dude, you're going to have Cleo <laughs> Mack and Derek Carr, you know, doing their thing and being the leaders. But, you know, once these guys sign these contracts, if they don't if they don't fuck up majorly, you got to write those contracts out. Yeah, you got like a couple years. And, and if, you, if you sign some kid... Um, you sign someone now in a few years, but you sign someone, you know, in the first round in 2020, that guy's never been to Vegas, let alone like, let's say anywhere other than fucking Alabama, other than traveling for football games. Yeah. And you put his ass in Vegas and he's a millionaire. Yep. Mm. No, watch out. But the same thing can be said about New Orleans and Miami. Of course. I mean, the teams will have systems in place to deal with. I mean, New Orleans has fucking riverboat casinos. I mean, yeah. Totally. Oh, and drinking all the time. Yeah, like, and Miami has just fucking Miami, dude. It's beautiful. It's Miami. Anyways, I think that kind of covers it. I mean, we're just throwing our names in the hat for all of the other mock draft people out there of, like, what's going to happen. But I think it's kind of good to talk it out and yeah. to, you know, to get your You know what I like it. to do sometimes just for shits and giggles? I like to Google, like, mock draft 2011, and then I like <laughs> to see who was actually picked. And then see that mock draft and see who where those guys were picked and how they actually worked out. Yeah, it would be interesting. There's got to be data somewhere on that. that no, there is. You just Google it. You just yeah. Google it and you'll see, okay, mock draft 2010. Okay, they had so-and-so going number one. Is he even still playing in the league? Yeah. Which, you know, a lot of times the number one picks are still playing, but not always. Yeah. Or even the top ten picks. Yeah. Like, look at the, the Browns the year that uh, they – the. The year that Derek Carr and Khalil Mack was drafted and Jadavion Clowney, both their first round picks are not playing. Yeah. Johnny Manziel, and they got some guy, something Gilbert, their cornerback. Well, see, this is where things get weird. I mean, it's like Christmas because, like, yay, I'm getting a present. Mm -hmm. And, like, you open the present, and it's actually all the presents are fucking nice and new and shiny and great when you first open it. But you really don't know what you have yeah. until like three years from now. Well, these guys are also job interviewing. Like yeah. for instance, I will speak for myself here that I could, I honestly believe that I could job interview for just about anything within the scope of my experience, and I'd get the job. Yeah, because I'm a good talker. I know how to connect with people. I know how to get people talking about themselves. I need your interview skills, man, because I'm I, terrible at interviewing. But... I'm a gr- I, I'm great at interviewing. Yeah. And I think that some of these kids, they're good at interviewing, and some of them aren't. 
and the ones that aren't are going to slide and the ones that are, are going to rise and the ones and and you know they tell these coaches and these GMs what they want to hear I like some of the old school stories on how like like for instance like they would get like you know I don't even know a story specifically but like for instance like a number one pick would come into like Miami yeah and then the Dolphins would be like okay cool we'll see you tomorrow you know hope your flight was good and the kid goes to the hotel and then the, the, the team sends, like, three fucking beautiful strippers to the hotel room, and they want to see how the kid's going to react. The kid has no idea that these, these bitches were sent there. And I don't mean bitches derogatory, but I'm just saying. You of know, course, yeah. A, a guy slang. Right. Uh, these three young ladies were sent there to, to, see, if, him. to see if he's going to bite. Right. And if he says, no, ladies, I have a big interview tomorrow. Uh, sorry, I can't hang out tonight. Then the Dolphins are like, that's our guy. But then if he's like, yeah, come in. You got Coke? <laughs> then those chicks are going back to whoever hired them and say, not only did uh, we all three hook up with them, but uh, Donna here busted out her fucking dime bag of coke and we partied like rock stars. <laughs> that guy slid. I've heard I've heard that teams used to do that. They would, and then I've also heard that teams will go to their hometown and just ask everyone in the town about him. Everyone, That's tell smart. me about tell him about tell me about him in high school. Well, in high school he ditched class a lot. He was never there. He smacked his girlfriend. He got three girls pregnant. All of them got a... You know what I mean? Like, they, there's a lot that goes into it. It's like the fucking FBI. Yeah. I've heard that when you apply for the FBI, they call your kindergarten teachers. Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah. dude, I mean, when there's millions and millions and millions of dollars in essentially national secrets at stake. Of course. So it's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same thing with football. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's like when Shanahan, like, and I know this is apples to oranges, but it's just, it's all head games. When, when Shanahan supposedly lost the playbook before the Super Bowl... The backpack that had the play. Did you hear that story? Mm-hmm. The back, he lost the backpack that had the playbook in it. That was, in my opinion, that was his way of telling the New England Patriots, like, you don't know my game plan. You think you might. But now I've got to change my game plan because I lost the playbook. So now i got to change the game plan. So whatever you were planning for, hey, and, and maybe it worked because the first part of the Super Bowl, the Falcons were kicking their ass. They were kicking their ass. It's like New England didn't know what the fuck to do. So maybe it worked. Maybe whatever New England had prepared for, now Dude, they... It's, a, it's all a mess, man. I'm telling you, I still to this day believe that Josh McDaniels was sent to the Broncos to dismantle them. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, I'm listen, you. the NFL is chess, my son. It's it not is. checkers. It is chess. It's not it checkers. Chess. We're not it's playing little kids' game. long season. It's only 16 games, but it's very long. Um, not long enough, to. No, it's not long enough. I wish there was football right now. But, hey... Yeah. Um, it's been so fun, yeah, dude. it's been fun. We'll talk very soon. Hopefully, after the draft. I can't wait to open up all our new presents and talk about. Yeah, them. hopefully we can get back together next week and we can talk some more. Yeah, that'd be great. We and talk about all the fucking teams that made bad picks and good picks. But listen, every year Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars gets like an A plus on their draft, and then, Womp. yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens, man. Okay, folks, talk soon. It's a toss up. Later. Adios.